Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 317. But this one's going to be a little bit different. What this one is, is a Bastard Army favorite episode. It's going to be about an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes of, of uh, segments that the Bastard Army uh, requested. So you requested it. You asked for it. You're going to get it. For the new people, this is kind of nice. I guess this could, could, could kind of be a primer for you if you've never heard the podcast before. For. This will give you an idea of what the hell you're in store for. <laughs> the Bastard Army has been listening to me for four plus years, so they know what the deal is. So these are some of the favorites. Check it out. And there will be a new episode next week. That's right. This is your loving host. That's Anthony Thomas throwing some favorites up for you. And once again, next week will be a brand new episode. So check these out. You bastards. Okay, you sick bastards. That's right. I called you, you sick bastards. Let me tell you something. Let me ask you a question. Are you a serial monogamist? Let me stop you before you answer and say, yes, you are, unless you're a cheater. Everybody's a serial monogamist until they get married. In fact, even when you are married, you're a serial monogamist because the last relationship you would be mon monogamous in that relationship and thus continue on with the streak, you sick bastards. But I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and some young guys kind of chimed into it. And we were talking about, uh, you know, how I he, he was giving me he's like, I can't believe all, all this time you has never you've never cheated on anybody. And I said, that's right. That's not my style. And he goes, well, I never cheated on anybody either. And I said, I never said you did. He goes, no, no, no. But you, you always give me a hard time because I always break up with women. I said, yeah, because like at around approximately the 100th time you have sex with a lady, you kind of break up with her and move on to the next lady. And so I'm sitting there going, why is that your mag mag magic number, my friend? I don't know. I never really thought about it that way. I said, I know you didn't. But you got to calm down, man. You got to give, as soon as you get into a little bit of a bump in the road, you just move on. You just, oh, it's a little, got, up. Oh, this is going to require some effort. I'm out. And you leave. You should just, you, every relationship requires effort. Shit, I've been friends with you for 20 years and it's been effort city. We laugh. <laughs> and then the young guys come up behind me. Yeah, man. But you know, you know, don't, don't, don't hate on your friend for being a player, man. You know, he's playing, right? You know, he's doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we joke around with the young guys and then we leave. And I was just saying to my friend, I said, you know, I said, the difference between you and me is you need you immediately after 100 or so times have to get it on with the next woman. And I like being with the same woman. I like seeing the same butt. I love it. You need to see different butts go to the bathroom after you get it on with them. I like seeing the same butt go to the bathroom. I like looking at a woman's butt and, and just knowing every nook and cranny of it, knowing how it moves when she walks away, knowing how it moves when she's in jeans, knowing how it moves when stuff is happening to it and I'm the one doing the stuff. You see, you look at a woman and then after about a hundred times, you look into the bathroom, she goes to the bathroom, you look at a delicious bottom and you're thinking, well, I'm done with that. Can't have any more of this woman. I got to move on to the next one. And I look at her, my woman's butt after the 100, 200, 300 and 400 time. And I look at her butt and I go, yeah, look at that thing. I did. Look how yummy that is. All that chocolate cakes just for me. Oh, yeah. I'm the only one that gets to walk up and put my hands on all that cake and just give it a nice little gentle squeeze. I'm the only one that gets to caress all that cake. Oh, yeah. I'm the only one that gets to put whipped cream on all of that stuff, right? Oh, yeah, that, that was the whipped cream on it. Oh, yeah. If there's no whipped cream, uh, 
and I don't feel like going to the store because sometimes if you go to the store, it'll, it kind of breaks up the romantic flow because sometimes women will get distracted with stuff. Like if you don't get it on with them immediately when they say they want to get it on and the phone rings and they get on the phone with one of their friends and one of their friend comes up with one of those man Hades sob stories. He did this. This happened. Something bad happened at work. It's going to change the mood and you're going to be sitting there with your pants off and nothing's going to happen. And if you try to make something happen, she's going to get mad at you because you're so insensitive. Don't you realize that she's having a hard time? I think I'm going to have to go over there and console her. Or she's going to have to come over here and be consoled. And she, we're going to have to come over here and talk about how men ain't shit. And Because that's what it starts to sound like. You don't want that to happen. You definitely don't want to go. I'll be back. I'm going to the store to get some whipped cream to put on your butt. And then you go to the store. You get the whipped cream. You come back. She's dressed and she's watching a TV program. And you're thinking, wait a second. We're supposed to be getting it on. She says, I will get it on later. This is a good movie. And then you find out it's not a good movie. It's a horrible movie. But it's a horrible movie that's one of three because it's three parts because there's a cliffhanger at the end of the first two movies. And now you got to sit there for seven or eight or nine or ten hours or however long this lame ass movie marathon is. And she's not going to want to get it on until she sees all three because she's so invested in the movies, even though she's sitting there naked and you're sitting there naked and you want to do naked stuff. And she doesn't want to do naked stuff until it's over. You better not go to store and get that whipped cream punk you better jump on top of this woman right now so you decide i gotta put some kind of white stuff on her not the kind of stuff you're talking about at least not yet teehee so you go to the kitchen you get the whipped cream and she lays down on her stomach and you put the whipped cream on her butt and i'm sorry i mean not whipped cream you didn't have whipped cream what the hell am i talking about the whipped cream's at the store you can't go to the store because of the stuff i just said and that mini rant inside of this rant shut up so you get the sour cream. Oh, yeah. And then you put the sour cream on her booty. Oh, yeah. And because she's a black chick and she has brown butt cheeks and you put the whipped cream on and it looks like two delicious baked potatoes. So to enjoy this even more, you go into the kitchen and you get some chives and you get the salt and the pepper and you put that on there as well. And just to make it look even more so, you wrap a little aluminum foil around her waist and legs so it looks like the baked potato is actually in some aluminum foil and you just took it off the grill. That's right. And then you get the butter. Oh, yeah. And then you just... Oh. Things got a little weird there, didn't they? <laughs> Moving on. But it's great to see the same woman, man. A lot of guys don't realize that if you're with a bunch of different women and you think you're, you think you're a stud, you're not a stud. You're a guy that knows one card trick and shows it to a whole bunch of different people. You're not even a magician. You're just a guy that knows a car trick. If you want to see a magician, see a guy that's been with the same woman for 10, 20, 30 years and she's still happy. That guy's a magician. You just know one car trick. You go to one lady. Would you like to see this? Is this your card? Yes, that's my card. Do you have any more tricks? I got to go. And you run off like the damn road runner. But the guy that's married or the guy that's the boyfriend or the guy that's the living or the guy that's in a long term relationship, he's got to come up with more than just a damn car trick. He knows knows car tricks too but he also knows how to cut a woman in half and he also knows how to do explosions and he also knows how to make things disappear and he also knows a whole lot of other tricks because he has to come up with a whole show because it's the same audience all the time and you can't keep showing the same audience the same damn car trick you gotta come up with a whole damn production being with the same woman is like running a television series you you're just doing a one damn movie and it's nice to 
this one damn movie, but they can't watch the same movie again and again. Me or a guy that's in a long term relationship or wants to be in a long term relationship. You can't do a car trick. You can't do a movie. You've got to do a nightly talk show. Damn it. You got to come up with different guests, different sketches, different monologues and all sorts of crap that keep that woman coming back for more. And I commend all the men like me who can come up with a different show every time. I mean, I'm just like Johnny Carson on your thighs, lady. I'm the best late at night. And even in reruns, I'm the best. You can actually pull out the greatest hits package if you want and say to me, yes, Anthony, remember that disgusting thing you did to my butt with the whipped cream and the aluminum foil three years ago? And I'll say, yes, I remember it. Would you like that to happen again? And she says, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Why? Because I got a whole catalog of shows that she can go to. I'm like a sexual waiter. Every married man is like a sexual waiter. That's right. I said it. You walk up to your woman and you say, what will the lady be having this evening? And she'll look up to you and she says, you know what I'd like? What would you like, ma'am? I'm here to please and I'm here to give you what you need. You know what I'd like? What is that? I'd like a massage. Oh, we have that on the menu. Yes, we do. And you get a discount. Ha ha ha. But buy one, get one free. Oh, yeah. And you know what else I'd like? What else would you like? Cause you got the your massage. That's on. I already ordered. That's that's on. That's on its way, and that's gonna come out hot and fresh on the plate. Yeah, season just the way you like it. I'd also like some kissing. Oh, we got kissing. Oh yeah, but we got a kissing. We got some kisses, and these kisses come straight from France. <laughs> yeah, I said it. What else would you like? Um, I'd like a little bit of a, and then she describes something explicit, and then you say you not only you gonna get that, that's the special catch of the day, and you can get it twice. Oh yeah, and it's like coffee. The cup is always refilled. Oh yeah. Now, girl, after you get all that, cause you're gonna get all that. What would you like for dessert? Oh well, what I'd like for dessert is. Cuddling and discussing the future. Cuddling and discussing the future. Let me check with the, let me check with the chef. Oops. <laughs> that shipment didn't come in. <laughs> We're all out of that, but we do have slap you on the ass, say that was nice and then leave the building and not see you till next week. I don't want that. Uh, well, <laughs> you're going to be dessertless tonight, honey, cause that's all you're going to get. Just kidding. That wouldn't happen. But that's the best part about being with the same person, man. Everybody talks about it like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be with the same person for a long period of time. I think it's a beautiful thing to be with the same person for a long period of time. I think it's great. I think it's great to be able to be the disgusting, perverted, sick, weird freak that you actually are. You can do that with the, with the woman you've been with for a long period of time because you've been together so long. She knows that you're not going to go. But so far. She knows what you can do, what you're not going to do. She understands you. The new lady doesn't know that. She doesn't know the parameters. She doesn't know it yet. She doesn't know you yet. So you're about to make it all, make love to the first, to your woman the first time. And you're in a hotel room or you're in your house and she goes into the bathroom. 
to freshen up and she comes out and she sees you 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 change yourself you change yourself to the ceiling by your wrists and you're wearing a bottomless batman outfit she's going to jump out the damn window you sick bastard but if it's your wife your long-term girlfriend she comes out of the bathroom she sees you strapped to the ceiling wearing a bottomless batman outfit she's going to look at you and go oh my god you mean to tell me it's Wednesday? Oh, my. You know, before we get it on, you, you okay hanging out there for a few more minutes? Yeah, I'm cool. Okay, I, I got it. Let me just write on the calendar over here that I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I'm, I'm so glad you wore the Batman outfit with your ass hanging out because if you didn't have the bottomless Batman outfit, I wouldn't have known it was Wednesday and I wouldn't have known to make this doctor's appointment. Oh, you know, I, I, yeah, I tried to remind you. Remember yesterday when I got dressed up like a, a shield of Princess of Power and I was I had my legs hanging out the window? You, I told you it was Tuesday. I know you did. It's, it's necessary. Well, you know what? Let's not fight. Just write down your count your things so we can get it on because we've got laundry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and don't act like it's not like that in relationships. It's just so cool to be in relationships, man. It's the best, man. I can't wait till my next one. Love being in relationships. I love all of that kind of stuff, man. You know? So that's what I was saying to my friend. I said, said don't, don't just give up on the relationship so easily that you just go, oh, I don't want to do that. And if, if, if there's a bump in the road, just kind of just let, let ride through the bump. It's like, I mean, would you, let's say you're driving down the street in your car and you hit some bumps in the road. You wouldn't go, well, I hit a bump, got to get out, leave this car here and leave this car with the key and got to walk away. No, you wouldn't do that. You'd ride the bumps out, no, realizing that there's always going to be smoother roads ahead that you can ride on. That's what I'm saying, you sick bastards. That's what I'm saying. So all I'm saying, you sick freaks, is if you're in a relationship and it gets a little bumpy, sometimes there's a little bit of a bump on the road. Something bad happens, but it's not that bad, but it just seems worse than it actually is. If you look at it objectively, just step back, look at it and go, you know what? This is just a bump in the road. I'm not going to walk away. Yeah, I've had sex with you 127 times. I'm not going to get all bored. I'm going to start becoming more interesting myself. I'm going to make myself more interesting and make myself more interested. That's what you got to do from both sides, my friends. Make yourself more interesting and make yourself more interested. And then all of a sudden, that woman who you were bored with before, you're going to find something about her. You're like, you're going to look at her and you're going, I never noticed your left shoulder blade. Look at that shoulder blade. Ain't nobody in the world got a left shoulder blade like you, girl. I'm going to take you home. I'm going to tear that shoulder blade up. I'm going I'm to put you in there. You're going to go back to the bedroom and I'm going to put some whipped cream on that shoulder blade. And if there's no whipped cream for the shoulder blade, I'm, I'm going to say forget it. And I'm going to get the whip. I'm going to get the, the, the sour cream and put it on your shoulder blade. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to put it. And uh, okay, things got weird again, didn't they? <laughs> All I'm saying is, my friends, just because the road gets bumpy doesn't mean you got to step off like a punk. Just ride it out, you bastards. Segment over. You know what I want to talk to you about in this segment, my friends? I get sick and tired of hearing those stupid phrases like giving people what they need and not they what they want. Oh, shut up. Sometimes you got to give people what they want and say the heck with what they need. Because sometimes what you need sucks. Yeah, I said it. Sometimes it's just better to have what you want and just deal with the consequences because it's better than living a lifetime of having just crap you need. Yeah, that's right.
And you know what I'm talking about? Everybody had you, you, you're sitting there at a party or a get together and everybody's enjoying their pizzas and their cupcakes and their milkshakes and pouring lard in their mouths. That's right. And then all of a sudden your two or three friends of your group of friends that you love shows up and all of a sudden you realize they're now vegans or vegetarians and nothing that tastes goodians. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Nothing that tastes goodians. That's a thing. Yes, it is. Shut up. And they give you a hard time because of what you're eating, man. And you just want them to shut the hell up. You know, you really shouldn't eat that. It's really not healthy, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I'm sorry. When I went to a place called Gut Busters and I bought this triple, quadruple bacon cheesesteak death burger, you think I didn't realize it was unhealthy? You can look at this stuff right there. It doesn't even have an expiration date for the meat and cheese. It has an expiration date for you if you eat this crap every day and you look at the paper and it says, not long, you bastard. You think I don't know what's not healthy? I know what's not healthy. Shut up. And then they go, well, you know, you got to understand something, man. If you really want to be healthy, man, you got to do like I'm doing, man. Because I used to eat just like you. Because I mean, we've been friends for a long period of time. And I eat just like I used to eat just like you. But I've never felt better in my life, man. I feel better than I've ever felt in my life, man. My doctor says I'm going to live to be 600 years old. He's actually going to one of those preschools with a person who's part of a family of doctors. And he says, you're right there, your great-great-grandchild. I want that to be my doctor because I'm going to outlive all you bastards. Because that's how long I'm going to live, man. I mean, look at what I'm eating right here, man. I have double tofu sprouts and tofu sprouts with triple tofu sprouts on top of it, but some also some double lettuce and triple double quadruple lettuce. And then I went outside and I saw that the people who were doing the landscaping had a bag of grass and leaves. And instead of letting them throw that, throw that away, I took another bowl and I dipped it into the trash bag and I pulled the cans and stuff and the dirt and the rocks out of it. And then I dumped the leaves and the, and the, grass shavings into the salad and i know what you're thinking you're probably thinking animals have urinated on it and people have stepped on it and people have put cigarette butts in it but if you really think about it everything that comes from the earth man including animal animal footsteps and animal and animal buttock chips and, and all that kind of stuff and all this thing people spitting in it all of that's from the earth man none of that was manufactured man yes that's in there yes you may think it's gross and disgusting but it's all from nature man and i've never felt better man i'm gonna live longer than everybody man i'm going to outlive everybody man and i'm gonna oh, excuse me hold, hold for a second could you please has, pass me that diet water please but no no not that one the diet water light yes hand that to me because it's uh, diet water light this is just an empty bottle i know there's no calories and nothing so anyway man i just want to say that i'm double triple incredible quadruple healthy man and i want to let you know man that i'm going to live to be nine million and you look at your friend and you love your friend but you just want them to shut the hell up right now and you look at them and you're thinking shut up punk you don't even know what you're talking about. I'm enjoying my cheese steak. And you notice how I called it a cheese steak instead of a cheese steak. Why is that? Because it's 90% cheese and 10% steak the way I like it. I want as much cheese as possible. That's not even bread that's holding it together. That's actually a special process where they take cheese and turn it into something that looks like bread. It's, it touch it. See, that's actually cheese shaped like bread with cheese inside of it with 10% meat on the inside and double ketchup and quadruple mustard on it. Shut up. And I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. You know how long that stuff stays in your stomach, man? This salad right here, man. It goes in, it cleanses the stomach out, and it comes out really quickly. And, you, and it goes through the whole process because that meat will stay into your stomach for like months and years and decades. In fact, your mother had some meat one time and, you, and she, was, she was breastfeeding you. And that meat is still in your stomach right now. Shut up, punk. 
I don't care about that crap. You know why the food I eat stays in my stomach longer than the food you eat? You're probably thinking it's because it's so healthy and all of that kind of crap. Well, let me tell you something. Your body throws that vegetable crap out of you fast because it doesn't like vegetables. It doesn't want to hang out with vegetables. Because the stomach to the body, the stomach is like a hall that's been rented for a party. And all the food that comes in is the guests at the party. And when the nutrients come from the food and goes through the stomach into the body, that's nothing more than a conversation between the stomach and the food it's like conversations at a party it's like they're dancing it's like they're telling wonderful stories it's like they're watching a ufc fight and enjoying each other's company and the stomach says you know what meat and cheese and bacon and gristle and sugar and salt and milk i like you and i don't want you to leave would you mind staying in here for 10 times longer than necessary and the food says you know what i like it here too and even though i only have one percent of the nutrients that's good for you during the course of the day and you probably should eat some of that crap that my my person who put me in his friend that tofu juice that he's drinking you should probably have that but you and i both know that tofu juice sucks at a party you want to hang out with me damn it and i like hanging out with you and that's why it stays in there because your stomach likes it you ever notice that when most people eat a salad buddy they throw some meat and sauce on top of the salad it's not because they wanted the meat and sauce to be on the salad like they're a wonderful blend of flavors hell no they're using that meat and salad dressing dressing to wash the salad down it's almost like it's apologizing to your stomach for making it have to deal with you when you have meat and salad together and they go into the stomach it's like a couple that comes to the party where you own only like one spouse and can't stand the other spouse but tolerate that other spouse because they're a couple and you want to be with the person that's fun so much that you'll put up with the other person who kind of sucks and lettuce is the person that kind of sucks lettuce is the person that comes with the fun person and while the fun person is having a great time and telling great stories and doing magic tricks and singing songs and karaoke and telling good stories and high-fiving people salad is the spouse that sits right next to it with his arms full looking off into space making stupid faces and making that mac that smacking mouth sound <sighs> every time something good happens yeah that's right and you'll just ignore that person and then all of a sudden at some point bam because they came together they leave together and the whole time you're thinking when you see them leave you're going i really enjoyed having meat in there but salad was a huge pain in the ass but it's okay i'll put up with salad because salad came with meat and meat is my friend and i like hanging out with meat yeah i said it come on punk you take that salad and get out of here with that crap. <laughs> All right. And if you really want to be real about it, you know what the stomach likes even more than meat and cheese? Okay, not more than meat and cheese, but it's about as much as meat and cheese. Sugar and confections and cake. That's right. 
cake is the really, really hot person that comes to the party. They don't stay that long, but they come to the party and you're so glad they're there. You look at them going, look at that cake right there. That is, I am so glad cake came to the party. And then cake comes to the party is the hot person that comes to the party and you're the host of the party. And as soon as they come and they lock eyes with you, they grab your hand, walk you into the other room and you make out with them and then they leave and you're going, I am so glad cake came. Now, there's no nutrients in cake. There's no nutrients at all. It's like being with a hot person, making out with them, but not getting to go all the way. But you're so glad to make out with them because they're so hot that you're even though you're upset that you didn't get to go the, all the way. You're going, if I had a choice, if someone had said to me that this ridiculously hot person was going to come to my party and make out with me for an hour, I wouldn't get to go all the way. But I'd get to make out with them or have them not come at all and not get to make out with them. You'd choose to make out with them anyway. And that's what cake is. It comes to the party. It really doesn't add anything but a little bit of sweetness, a.k.a. making out with you. And then now all of a sudden it's gone. Didn't really add anything to the whole party, but you're glad it came because you got to make out with it. Yeah, that's right. But salad, please get out of here with that crap. Nobody wants you at the party, damn it. You're wrong, man. There's a whole lot of us that love salad. Really? You love salad by itself with nothing on it? No salad dressing? That little thing where you take a spray bottle and you spray one microgram of flavor onto that tofu salad juice crap and you think people like that? Nobody likes that. They just say they like it because they know they're supposed to say they like it. You know, human beings, if you check the human beings' teeth, they're actually designed for grinding and what that implies and also when you check the length of our, our digestive tract, when you check out a carnivore's digestive tract, it's a lot shorter because it's more acidic and it's designed to break down animal meat. But if you look at ours, it's a long digestive track because it allows to take in the nutrients over a long period of time because we're taking nutrients from grains and shut up punk let me tell you something if you go to another animal and you try to give that animal a food that it doesn't want to eat if you walked up to a lion and handed him a birthday cake would it eat the birthday cake probably not it would probably lick it and then go off and bite a gazelle in the ass and eat that gazelle's ass why because it likes gazelle buttocks it could eat anything else it wanted to but lions like to go after gazelles. That's right. Lions could probably eat more humans than they do, but they probably don't like the way we taste. That's why they only kill us when we get on their nerves. That's why lions don't really attack people like that. Why? Because they like gazelle buttocks. That's what they're designed to eat, and that's what they eat. And basically, if you want to believe in that kind of crap, all, what that means is we shouldn't be able to eat things that we don't want that aren't good for us. But guess what? I can eat a cheesesteak, but I choose not to eat a salad because I don't like it. So shut up, punk. But if you eat these salads, man, you'll live longer. Oh, I'll live longer? Really? Yeah, man, those things you're eating right now are going to kill you, man. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, take 10 years off your life. Oh, wow, I'm not going to be a really, really old guy and have people have to wipe my ass. Oh, that's going to suck. I'm going to die while I still have some life left. Oh, that's like being a football player or a basketball player or an athlete that leaves when people are going, man, you should keep playing, man. You should keep playing. You still got it. That's when they leave. 
when there's some, but then there's some athletes that stay around and going, damn, dude, you're doing some damage to your legacy. And that's what it's like being super duper old when you're a piece of shit. You're thinking, oh my God, I'm messing with my legacy. Everybody remembers me when I was young and cool and I was middle-aged and cool. When I was getting old, but still cool, everybody remembers that. But now they remember me as the guy who has to have somebody wipe his ass and who has to have somebody put in fake body parts to keep him going like an old car that should be just put someplace and looked at in the Smithsonian. Shut up, punk. And even if I do die before you do, I'm going to die doing all the stuff I love doing. And what are you going to, what's going to happen to you? You're going to live to be 116 and all the people like me who are having a good time and who people can't wait to hang out with, who are great at parties, who live life to its fullest and enjoy everything. We're all going to be dead and the only thing's going to be left is people like you who like to eat tofu salads and double diet water juice. You're going to be around a bunch of people like you, and you're not going to have the fun of lecturing. You enjoy the fact that you get to lecture people. I notice that when you're sitting with a whole bunch of other people that eat like you, you don't say anything to them because you can't lecture them because they're doing the same thing to you. You're out there walking around biting trees and saying yum. Well, I'm not biting trees and saying yum. I bite women and pizza and say yum, and I think I win. So if we all die and there's only people like you left, only thing you're going to get to do is stand there or sit there staring at other old people that are just as annoying as you. And you can't lecture them because they also eat grains of grass like a freaking cow. And it's going to be no fun and you're going to shoot yourself anyway. And then we'll both be in heaven and I'll be sitting there with a hot babe and a cheesesteak and you'll be in heaven and you'll be sitting there with your green sprouts and broccoli juice and you're going to go oh crap eternity like this and I want to say yeah eternity like this that's right like I said people sometimes you got to give people what they want and not what they need now after this whole rant you're probably going S machine are you saying not to eat healthy no I'm saying not to eat healthy I've decided I'm going to eat more healthy than I've ever eaten in my entire life but one day per week Oh, yeah. It's either going to be on Sunday when my favorite football team is playing or, or if there's no football season, it's going to be whenever my favorite fighter is fighting in the UFC during that fight or during that whole event. I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want in any quantity I want. And I don't want to hear a damn thing from you. You tofu sucking diet water drinking bastards. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> segment over well my friends you know who this is this is the s machine i'm actually at a different location you probably notice a little bit of a difference in sound quality because i'm using a handheld mic and not my normal equipment i'm doing it at a different location right now as i just said you bastards and let me ask you a question have you ever just given somebody or done, I shouldn't say given somebody done a favor for somebody and all of a sudden that person thinks that that favors your job now? Have you ever done that? I've done it. I've made that mistake before and I know you've made that mistake before where you do something nice for somebody and all of a sudden that is your job. All of a sudden you can't get away from doing that freaking stupid errand. You know, it was a friend of mine and I. His car went down and my car is still working. So what happens is he gives me a call at an odd time and says, can you give me a ride someplace? And I give him a ride to that place. What is that place? His job. And it doesn't bother me too much because I know 
I'm the kind of guy that likes to help people. Damn it, if you're my friend and you need help, damn it, I'm going to help you. I'm going to get you where you need to go because that's the kind of guy I am. But some people can't just let a, a, a favor be a favor. All of a sudden, they turn it into something different. All of a sudden, they start to alter their personal behavior because they know they have you as a safety net. Now, the funny thing about a safety net is a safety net is something you don't want to use. A safety net is just something you want to look down from the tightrope and see that the crap's down there. It makes you feel comfortable. You still have to walk on the tightrope. You still have to get from one side to the other side in the circus. You still have to swing on the trapeze and then swing off and catch the other person and swing off and hear the applause and then swing to the other side. But it's nice to know that the safety net is there. But for some people... The safety net is not a safety net. The safety net is something that's part of everyday action. They have to jump into the safety net on a regular basis. Some people go, you know, why should I walk across this this thin rope? Why don't I just crawl across the safety net? Why don't I just dive into the safety net? Why don't I just take unreasonable chances while on the tightrope, knowing that the safety net is going to always be there because the safety net has always been there. And guess what, people? For a lot of people, I have been the safety net. But if you notice, every once in a while, when you turn on the news, what do you hear? Circus performer dies when safety net fails. Why is that? Because just like everything else, just like every every other apparatus, you know what I'm saying? Your car, you have to periodically check things on your car to make sure it's always running. Is it dependable? Sure it is. Can you count on it? Sure you can. But if you don't do this and you don't do that and you don't check this and you don't look, look at that and you don't tighten this and you don't lube that, the car starts to fail. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because you're not taking good care of it or overuse. Say you decide, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change these tires. I'm not going to change these tires until they pop and you keep using them and use them and use them. And then one day, boom, they blow up and your punk ass drives into something. Why? Because you overused it. And nets, safety nets can be overused too. You can jump into a safety net a little bit too much. You can land in it too many times. And eventually you land on your ass on the ground underneath the safety net and they have to replace you in the show because your punk ass hits the ground and you're now that greasy spot over there that people point to and say hey see that greasy spot over there that jackass used the safety net too much now i'm not saying the safety net isn't good i'm not saying the safety net doesn't work i'm just saying it's a safety net it has the word safety in it because you're only supposed to use it to ensure your safety you're not supposed to jump in it every five seconds it's not a jumping at any time you want to net no it's a safety net like a safety harness. Safety. You're supposed to do whatever you have to do to make sure you don't need to use that. It's a last resort. And this guy didn't understand that message because I gave him a ride to work, which I had no problem with. I already told you that. I have no problem helping a friend out. But what did this sucker do? He kept calling all the time. And I'm not the, I'm the kind of guy that really doesn't like to fail my friends or anybody. But the only problem with that is, like I said, the safety net can be used and relied on too often. He decided to go out and party. 
he decided to do a lot of other things that would make him have to wake up late the next day, knowing that he can just call S up and S will give him a ride to work. But what he didn't realize was Mr. Thomas, namely me, also had things to do. And this time when I got the cell phone call, I was three states away telling drunk people funny stories for money which means it was physically impossible for me to get back to where he was and take his punk ass to work. Hey, whoa, this tightrope's a little shaky. You know what? Instead of going all the way across like I'm supposed to do, I'm going to just jump into that safety net down there. <laughs> Bang, hit the ground, greasy spot, goes to work, gets there late, boss reams him out. And he almost gets his punk ass fired, but he didn't get a nice big dock in his salary. Why? Because his punk ass didn't do the things he was supposed to do. Instead of saving the money to fix his car, he went out partying. He went out gambling. He did some things that I'm not going to mention in this podcast, but I think you get the point. And he relied on the safety net too much with his punk ass. <laughs> Greasy spot. You got to be careful with the safety net. Like I said, the safety net is there for you, man. You know, if you have a safety harness in your car, you have your seat belt, it's there for you. But that doesn't mean just because you got the safety belt on your car and you got the, your seat belt on your car and you got airbags that you should go and start driving like you're in the demolition derby. No. The whole idea is to make sure that those apparatuses are there as an extra layer to assist in your safety. When you read the fine print, the safety belt does not say, hey, now that you got this thing harnessed, drive like a complete jackass. We'll take care of everything. The airbag doesn't say, hey, not a problem. Drive into some stuff at 90 miles an hour. I'm just going to pop out and keep you from getting your face smashed up. It doesn't say that. All of that stuff says drive carefully yeah even though those things those products are made to keep you safe in your car they still say to drive carefully my gps if you look at your gps what does it say it says it in legalese sometimes and sometimes it says it in kind of plain language what does it say it says press this if you agree and above the button that says press this if you agree it says listen you dumb bastard i'm going to assist you in getting where you want to go but it's your responsibility not to stare at the screen like a dumb bastard and crash into some stuff because you'll kill yourself or some other people no it doesn't say it like that but i think it should because more people would take it seriously yeah that's right i said it so what i'm saying is if you have a safety net if that safety net is a friend or a co-worker or a guy who does comedy and does podcasting and is just a very very cute young man who's not that young but is very cute shut up let me say this a safety net is there to assist you it's not there to be the main thing, you bastards. Your the harness in your car is to assist you. It doesn't mean drive like a jackass. The airbag in your car is to assist you in keeping your face from being smashed in. It doesn't mean drive into some stuff, you dumb bastards. That's all I'm saying. Now, as I, the safety net for my friends, would like to say, and I know all of your punk asses are listening to this, and I know the person who I'm talking about knows I'm talking about him because i said i want to talk about that and he said yeah i was kind of an asshole if you want to talk about that in your podcast go ahead and i said i was going to do it anyway because i can physically beat you okay he's actually a lot bigger than i am and he would kick the shit out of me 
And I did not actually say that, but that's not the point. The point is I have permission to talk about this and all of my friends who are my personal friends, you jackasses. I love you more than anything in the world, except for my personal family, women I've had sex with, women I'm going to have sex with in the future, my future children and people that are going to be nicer to me in the future, in which case you guys are all going to kind of slide down a level. (laughs) You know me well enough to know I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Back to the story. So what I'm saying, you bastards, all of my personal friends and all of my podcast audience, because I know some of you bastards are the safety net for your friends, aren't you? Some of you are the people that your friends always come to with their dopey ass problems. You're the one that has to keep them from getting their ass kicked in a bar. You're the one that has to pick them up when they do something stupid. You're the one that has to lend their punk asses some money when they do something dumb. You are that person, just like I am that person for these other people. What we want to say as the safety net for you jackasses, yes, we do genuinely love you. Because if we didn't, believe me, we would sit back, watch your fall on your ass and laugh hysterically and say things like <laughs> what a jackass but we don't we put our hands out to help your punk asses get where you need to go and do what you need to do and we're glad to help but remember we're safety nets and if you jump in us too many times your punk asses will be a greasy spot that people point at and say don't be like that guy So don't push it, you bastards. That's all I gotta say about that segment's over. Okay, my friends, let me talk to you about something else here. Let's talk about getting older. It sucks. Now, I'm not old yet. Very, very true. I'm also not young anymore. Also very, very true. And it also sucks. You know, because I'm at that age now. And what age is that? Shut up, punk. I'm not telling you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there's a point when you get to the point where you like I said, you're not really old yet, but you're not young either. And when you're young, you just kind of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, dumb. And I don't mean dumb as an, to be insulting. I just mean you don't know that what's coming up over the top of the hill, especially if you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. If you're in your mid-20s or younger, you don't get it. You don't have any idea of what's about to happen to you when you pass the big 3-0 or the big 4-0. You don't know what's coming. And those of you that are over 50, um, I don't know what the hell's up with y'all. I, I, I'll find out soon enough, but you bastards are old. <laughs> but probably still young enough to punch me in the throat. So I'll just, I'll just shut up and go back to the story. But what I'm trying to say is it's really weird to see what happens to people when you become older and you see your younger relatives become adults. And you know that the kid whose diaper you changed and was running around, Uncle S, did you, did you, now that sucker's got a kid and he's got a job and he's got a car and he's got a car note and apartments and now he's, he's living with his wife or girlfriend. And I remember saying it to a younger relative, I'm going to move in with my girlfriend. It's going to be great. And I know what he meant because I was his age and I was the first time I lived with a woman. And I know exactly what he thought was going to happen. The same thing I thought was going to happen. Because I was dumb, too. When you're that young and you go out with your girlfriend, you don't see each other as much as you'd like to, at least not in the context of getting it on. And you know that on the mo- for the most part, when you saw her, you got to get it on. And you think you're always going to be getting it on when you see her. And the reason you think that is because you're stupid. That's right. I said it. You're stupid. You're not. It's not going to happen. 
I've lived with girlfriends before. It's happened on several occasions. And as a young man, like I said, you think, hey, every time I see her, we get it on. So obviously, if I move in with her, I'm going to get it on every day because she's right there. (laughs) And you think that because you're stupid. Ask any older guy who's lived with his girlfriend, who's lived with his wife. Ask them if they're getting it on on a daily basis. Hell no. Do you know why you're not getting it on on a daily basis? Because just like the relationship between friends and, and your girlfriend is different. The relationship between girlfriend and living girlfriend or wife is much, much different. You see, she doesn't have to be on her, quote, best behavior anymore because you're always there. You don't see her after she's all dialed up, after she's showered, after she's shaved. You get you don't get to see just the end product. You get to see the hamburger being made, you sick bastard. Doesn't look as good as you thought it did. huh? That hamburger you were eating and chewing on and going, man, this hamburger tastes delicious. <laughs> Put the cheese on it. Ooh, ooh this cheese on it. Ooh, it's look at the, the onions and all that. Ooh, put the ketchup and the mustard on the ooh, but the, the sweet peppers. Ooh, this is, ooh, it's delicious. If you can't wait to get it, it's delicious. But what about we took you back a little bit in the supply chain? What if we broke the, 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 the elements of that sandwich down? What about we took you back to the farm when you saw the cow and you saw the cow get his brains blown out and you saw the cow hanging in the meat market, getting sliced up and ground into the meat machine where they put fat back in it to make it taste better? Yeah, that's right. All of a sudden, you don't want that hamburger as much. Well, okay, you still want the hamburger. Let's not lie. But you don't realize not as appetizing as it was when you just saw the finished product. And ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You know damn well he doesn't smell like that on a regular basis. You know he's not clean shaven like that. You know better than that. You know damn well he's not that interested in anything you have to say. Not that what you have to say isn't interesting. It's just that he doesn't want to hear that shit. You know why? Because he's already had sex with you and he doesn't have to listen to that crap anymore at least that's what he's thinking and he's not gonna want to hear that crap yeah i said it she doesn't look as good as you thought she did because she's not all dialed up and he's not as interesting and charming and funny as nice as you thought he was that hamburger that you thought was delicious once again you go back up the supply chain and you watch the cow get its head chopped off and the blood drained out and all of a sudden that hamburger doesn't look so good you still want to eat it i mean it is a hamburger but it doesn't look as good as good as it did before And it's not just relationships, you young bastards. It's also life in general, man. And getting older, man. Getting older sucks. Getting older. Old age is kind of like a mafia don that you owe money to. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of sits back. I'll get you later. And waits. Oh, I'll get you later. And when it's time to pay up, you bastard, you're going to pay. You know what I'm saying? You ever owe money to somebody like that? I've never, but I know people that do. They don't really want you to pay right all of the money right back. Why would they want you to do that? They want you to pay more than you owe by a lot. They want to come back to your to your store and get a couple hundred dollars every week, but only ordered uh, only uh, borrowed a thousand. You've taken seven thousand bucks. <laughs> Shut up. We'll be back next week. That's what old age is like. It's that mafia group that just keeps coming back week after week. Well, I learn a lot of stuff as I've gotten older, so it's okay. I don't need to learn anything more, right? Guess again, you punk. I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you again. 
Your knees hurting? Of course it hurts. You're 40 now, stupid. You don't have as much cartilage in that knee as you used to. <laughs> You're going to have to wrap that knee up to play basketball like you did. See, when you were in your 20s, you didn't have to wrap that knee. All that cartilage and all of that moisture in that leg was good, and that knee had all that fluid in it, and now it has not enough fluid or too much fluid. Guess what? You're not young, punk. Old age made when it came back and wanted a payment, and the payment was your left knee. I want that left knee, and I'm taking it, and it took it. And you gave you the old age, your left knee. You still have access to your left knee, but it has little pain in there. And that pain in your left knee is saying, I'm still here, you bastard. That's right. But old age isn't done with your punk ass. Now you're 45. It already took your knee and now it takes your lower back. Oh, my back. Oh, this is ridiculous. I didn't even do anything. You didn't have to do anything. You know what you did? You owe money to the mafia boss called old age. And now it's got your lower back. Yeah, that's right. It's got your knee and your lower back and it ain't giving them back to you. So shut up and deal with it, punk. What, your other knees hurt? Of course. He wasn't just going to take one of your knees. You're 48 now. Now he's got one knee, he's got the other knee, and he's got your lower back. And he's coming back at 50. He's coming back at 50, but he just took my knees and my lower back. What's he coming back for? Oh, what's he coming back for? <laughs> Why don't you read this medicine bottle? I can't. Really? Guess what he got? What? <laughs> your ability to see small print he took that shit too he took it in the middle of the night he had some of his boys come over while you were asleep they broke into your eyelids and they took your ability to see fine print so now he's got both your knees your lower back and you can't see shit on a medicine bottle yeah that's right he's not gonna stop he's coming back oh what's he coming back for why don't you go upstairs and fuck your wife now, I know you already had sex with her but have sex with her again it's only been 45 minutes well I can't oh you can't you're gonna have to wait a couple hours before you can get a hard on again guess what he just took that's right penis power that's right he's got both your knees he's got your lower back he took your ability to see small print and now he took about 45 to 50 percent of the power of your downstairs meat and that's right it never ends. Just like when you owe money to a mafia don, you never, they don't want you to pay back. They want to get their hands on you and milk you and milk you and milk you. And that's what old age is. A mafia don is never satisfied with anything. Yeah, that's right. Then you hit 65. Now your penis is working again. But the only problem with that is it costs you $10 a pill for your penis to work again. But you don't mind that at all. Because, I mean, let's be honest. You ain't got your knees, your lower back, your ability to see small print without these $900 glasses. And he took your penis power, but you stole your penis power back with those pills. And guess what? He doesn't like that at all. Because if you notice, he started to do the same thing to your wife. He got her knees, her back, her ability to see small print. He got down there, took and messed her stuff up too. And then she has to use stuff to make her stuff work. And you have to use stuff to make your stuff work. That's right. Ha <laughs> ha. In fact, I got to talk louder now, don't I? That's right. You thought he took everything. No, old age, the mafia don didn't take everything. He still had your ears. And now he's got those too. He's not going to take it all. He's not a, he's not a mean guy. He's not a mean don. Why would he take all of your ability to hear? He's not going to do that. He didn't make you blind. You just can't read small shit. So now you got to put on those stupid, thick ass Coke bottle glasses to see you can read the damn medicine bottle so you don't poison yourself. And now you got to put in one of those Stupid hearing aids, they hear crap, and now you're 80. 
And then that bastard comes back for the final payment. That's right. And it's over. And then he goes, consider yourself paid up. Is that your son over there? How old is he now? He's 40. <laughs> I don't know about you. How about you guys? Anybody in the mood to get another knee? Yeah, let's get another knee. Fantastic. You come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. I know your dad. <laughs> Segment over. Well, folks, this is the night before my doctor's appointment and I got to go to the doctor tomorrow. Is there anything wrong with me? Well, not medically, no. But I'm telling you right now, I got to go to the doctor and I know what's going to happen tomorrow because I get, I'm getting a new doctor because my other doctor is uh, retired. And what's going to happen is because it's a new doctor, they always got to redo everything. And I know what that means. That means I'm going to get an unscheduled finger in the buttocks. I know it's coming. And I know I'm going to be made to cough <coughs> while certain things are held in the doctor's hands. I know it. I know what's going on. And sometimes I'm just, I'm getting a feeling and I'll be honest with you. I'm starting to think that that is not necessary. I mean, if the, if the doctors have basic the same training and they're going to be basically looking for the same things because let's be honest your ear nose and throat doctor your general practitioner basically they are just body detectives and they look at all the signs and get all the data and they basically f diagnose the same crap they know that they are all about volume damn it i know what the deal is with the simple fact that I'm actually paying a stranger to touch my butt and other stuff, and it's being done in a non-sexual context, that kind of pisses me off right there. If you're going to touch my stuff, damn it, I want my stuff touched with love. Yeah, that's right. Okay? Now, granted, it's, and it's even more expensive because usually when I spend money and the person I spend money on touches my stuff, it's a lot less expensive because a trip to the old country buffet or to McDonald's or to Chili's or Chi Chi's is a lot cheaper than a visit to the doctor. But your insurance pays for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, damn it. You know there's always some kind of copay or some crap where they make you have, they have to reimburse you and all of that junk you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about damn it and no matter what it is it's still cheaper to go to chilies and chi chis because if you really think about it you only count against the the, the only count against the money you spend on your dates you don't count the money you spent feeding yourself you only count her 22 dollars, not the 22 dollars you spent on your half of the chilies and chi chis meal damn it and the doctor's appointment somehow is going to cost you more than that and you know it you got to sit there with another human being with your stuff out and they're just going to just do clinical crap to it. They're not even going to tell you that it looks cute. That's disgusting. I hate that crap. And you ear, nose, and throat doctors, you don't fool me at all. You didn't even want to be surgeon. I'm not saying a surgeon is more important than you. Of course not. You're on the front lines. You're the person that make sure that everything's cool on a regular basis and if you do what you're supposed to do and the patient pays attention basically the surgeon under under normal circumstances is almost freaking moot that's right but I'm thinking there's an ulterior motive ear nose and throat doctor yeah that's right I'm calling all of you out 
Because you know you get to see people naked on a daily basis. And most people's bodies are horrible. But you don't mind that at all. You just want the nudity. I know it. Come on. You're not telling everybody to get in shape because you want us to live longer and have better lives. Okay, maybe you are saying it because you want us to get healthier and have better lives. But don't you... Tell me that that's the only reason you want us to get in shape so we'll look good for you the next time we take our clothes off in front of you. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out. I know the tricks, damn it. Yeah, that's right, ear, nose, and throat, doctor. You just want us to look good for you so you can pull your stupid paper down on that table and have us scoot up on it. How in the hell are you going to pull down paper and we're going to scoot on it? Of course the paper's going to come off. Why don't you get some paper that goes over the thing sideways so when we scoot up, the paper won't break. Come on, use your heads. You went to medical school, damn it. This shouldn't be so hard for you to figure out. You and your, I want to go to school all these years when what I really want to do is just look at misshapen and overweight people with their clothes off because maybe you like it you sick bastards but let me tell you something doctors even though i'm calling you out and i know it's a big scam i do respect you because it is a big scam i am actually jealous of you you see you knew not to become a surgeon because the surgeon the surgeon only gets to see the part of the body that's being worked on if the person gets getting their knee scoped or just getting something done down there or on the getting something fixed by the time the surgeon comes in, it's all prepped and covered in that blue crap and just the square that they're going to be working in is cut out. They don't even get to enjoy the nudity. But there's no hiding the nudity from you, ear, nose, and throat doctor, is there? <laughs> why don't you stop calling yourself ear, nose, and throat doctors? You know why you stopped doing it? Because no one was buying it. Because you never looked anybody's ears, nose, and throat. You took a quick peek in the ear. Hey, no, it wasn't having any problem in my ears. And the nose. What kind of problem? Nobody did. There's never a problem in anybody's nose, damn it. You take a rag out, you go, and you, whatever the problem is, you blow it into the rag and throw it away, damn it. And throat, get out of here. You look down the throat. I'm thinking you guys just made that up because you like to make people go, ah, so you can laugh at them later on. You should call yourselves what you actually are. I like to see naked stuff and butts, doctors, because that's what you do. That's why you changed your title to general practitioner so we wouldn't know what was going on. And I'm thinking you put the word general in there, not because you're talking about you do general studies. You like to sound official and military because I'm from what I understand, you actually were going to call yourselves corporal practitioners, but your egos couldn't stand it and you made yourselves general practitioners. Yeah, that's right. I said it. But I'm going to say this general practitioner. As much as I talk trash about you and give you a hard time in this little segment here, I respect you. I respect you because even though I love seeing people naked, I don't want to see people naked and then put my fingers in their butts. I don't want to do that. I don't want to touch another person's genitals. Okay, that's not true. I do want to put, touch other people's genitals, but just people of the opposite sex. And you have to do that to the people of the same sex. And I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. 
And let me actually step a further back about the finger and the whole butt thing. If it's a hot woman, okay, let's uh, that that's going too far. That's never never mind that part. We don't. That's not important. We just will gloss over that. But come on, general practitioners, you have the nurse practitioner. How come she doesn't get, or he doesn't get, because the male, the male nurses, female nurses, how come they don't get a military title, hmm? Can't they become corporal pract- nurse practitioners? No, you kept that to yourself. Bing, I knew it. But if you notice, they're the ones that weigh us. And they're the ones that take our blood pressure. And they're the ones that stick our fingers. They do that stuff. And then you come in and read what they wrote down 45 seconds earlier. You mean to tell me you were so busy you couldn't have done that stuff yourself? (laughs) I see through you, general practitioner. But I just want to say for the record, I do respect you. Because like I said, you're on the front lines of all of this crap. You keep us healthy. You keep us safe. You keep us feeling good. So even though I know it's just a big scam to see misshapen people naked, I don't care. You should get a perk for having to deal with the whole finger in the butt grabbing other people's genitals and people breathing in your face and coughing on you. You should get that. I know you get a salary that's pretty nice, but you also have to pay for malpractice insurance and all of that crap. I know there's some overhead and you probably never pay off your damn student loan till you turn 74. I get it. So as it turns out, I'm going to take it all back, general practitioner. You don't make enough money to pay off that student loan at any time soon. You should get some perks. So what you need to do is you need to start hiring nutritionists to be in the office so you don't have to send someone else to send your patients to another location to a nutritionist someplace else. You should have the nutritionist there. That way they can all get in good shape. And when we're all in good shape as patience will be looking good and then when you put your fingers in our butts and grab our junk you'll be looking at something that's nice and damn it you deserve it s anthony says so segments over i'm now in a world full of dude reallys you know what a dude really is a dude really is when somebody does something so stupid Well, you look at them and you go, dude, really? And it's a dude really type of day for me. It's been a plenty dude reallys. One of the dude reallys of the day was a really, really weird thing. It was a a trip to the dollar store. And they shouldn't even call them dollar stores anymore because they're actually dollar stores. But in the hood or near the hood, they call themselves dollar plus stores, dollar and more stores, dollar plus extras stores, because they want you to see the word dollar and drag your dumb ass in there thinking you're going to buy something for a dollar. And then you wind up going, all right, since I'm already here, even though this is really not a dollar, it's a dollar 29, I'll buy it anyway because I'm already here. They really discount stores. That's what they are. They're discount stores. They have crap at a discount. What it is basically is a bunch of products that are not good enough to be in stores that care about the quality of their products. And they're the kind of things that can't actually do bad things to you. It's like detergent that's a little too old. You know, cleaning products that are a little too old, they'll still clean, but you have to use a lot more of them because they don't have the potency because of their age. 
You know, you get the bug spray and it takes like a half a can to kill one roach when you'd be better off just taking the can and busting the bastard in the head or turning the can to the side and rolling it across his punk ass. You could have used your shoe for that. Right? Or if you go in there and you're buying food products, you don't even have to look at your phone. You don't have to look at a newspaper. You don't have to ask anybody what today's date is. All you got to do is open up the refrigerator and look at the expiration dates of the crap that they got in the refrigerator because you have to eat that crap today because that's when it expires. So I go into the store and I pull up in front of the dollar plus store in the mighty Toyota Camry. Now, earlier that day, that morning, a relative called me up and caught me on the cell phone saying, I know you're going by the dollar plus. So do me a favor, S. Could you go and pick up some stuff for me? Could you go and pick up? Uh, could you go pick up some detergent or some crap like that for me? Could you get that for me, please? And I said, yes, I will. He said, you don't have to go to the supermarket. It's not that big of a deal. Go to the dollar plus store. And I say, sure. So I walk into the store. And I'm one of those people, if I go into a store for the first time or for the first time in a while, I will walk around the store, up and down the aisles of the store. I will look around to see if there's anything I want to buy. I want to have an idea of what the store actually sells, what they do there. I want to know because I may want to come back sometime and get something later on. I didn't want anything right now. Quite frankly, I wanted to find out how, what kind of success this particular relative has with the products they got from this place first, but I wanted to take an mental inventory of the store. So maybe I can come back. Maybe I can take the store and add this store to the rotation of stores where I buy something from, but I wasn't exactly treated great in the store. You see, at my age now, I'm used to not being followed around the store anymore. That is so 20 years ago. Hasn't happened to me in 20 years where I literally got followed around the store or people monitored me around the store. I'm even at the point now where I don't even pay attention to that anymore until it's pretty blatant because it hasn't happened in a while. Although I still have the, the habit of standing directly in the middle of the aisle, close enough to see the products, but not close enough to touch the products because I don't want the person to ever be able to say, well, he was trying to put this in his pocket. Now, granted, there's cameras there. You know, there's cameras everywhere. There's cameras in every store. There's cameras in every aisle. I know that, you know, but you also know they're watching you on the cameras, too. And I wonder, though, it always it always amazes me, you know, when people get offended by the cameras, because it's not like they I don't get offended when I see the cameras. It's not like they put the cameras in when I showed up. It's not like they stopped me at the front door. Oh, excuse me, black dude. Can you stay right there at the front door? Um, uh, You could have just said, dude, I mean, I'm the only person he didn't have to. Well, whatever. Yeah. Is there something you need to turn on the computers or something like that? Is there something? Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. And then you. Well, why are these other people all being allowed into the store? Why are you stopping me? Uh, no particular reason, but, but please don't come in until just stay right there. What's going on? Uh, no, no, nothing much. We're just, uh, I just want to buy a soda and some stuff. Uh, we really need you to stay right there. Could you help, please, sir? Yeah. Uh, is this a fail? Uh, did they finish putting up the surveillance cameras there? We got a black guy out front. What the hell? Yeah, yeah he looks suspicious. Yeah. I want to make sure we have the cameras up. I, I, normally, we wouldn't have cameras up, but we didn't have any black dudes coming into the store. But since this is our first black dude, uh, we want to be completely racist and put these cameras up. Uh, do you have? Yeah, we want to put the cameras up and make sure they they follow him around. Does this guy realize no that he, the mute button is not working and I can hear this? He can't hear this at all. I have the mute button on. Okay, the cameras are up. Okay, I'm going to tell the black dude he can come in, but make sure you keep the cameras on him. Uh, uh, I can hear all of that. 
Oh uh, no, you couldn't. Yes, I could hear all of that. You said you just put up surveillance cameras because I'm I'm outside the black dude, and you just put you just put cameras in just for me. What makes you think we put the cameras in just for you, sir? That's ridiculous. I mean, you know, maybe you misheard something. And then you go in and shopping, and you're leaving, and you hear the guy behind you. Okay, the black guy's gone. You can take all the cameras down. We only put that shit up to watch him. <laughs> right. So anyway, I go in, I'm in the store and I'm walking around and I get to the church and I get to this and get to that. And I look up and I can see that the person at the front door, who's probably maybe the owner of the store, maybe the manager of the store. I don't know. But she obviously has some kind of authority because you can see people, even though she's greeting people as they come in, you can see them physically and vocally defer to this woman. She looks like maybe the owner of the store. I'm in the middle of the store at the back looking at some stuff, stuff that I may actually come back and purchase. She is far away from me. And if she lost track of me, she couldn't possibly see me from where I where she was. Somehow, in a ridiculously short amount of time, either she ran or she knew exactly where I was. And she had to know exactly where I was based on the fact that uh, there's cameras everywhere. Because you know how hard it is to find somebody in a big store, even a medium-sized store. You go into stores where you know where everything is, and you take your relatives with you, and you can't, you can't, you ever take your older relatives to a store, or even your younger relatives, and you go to the store, and you turn around for a second, and they're gone, and you've got a couple of teenagers milling around the damn store, or your parents or grandparents milling around the store, and you can't find their asses, and you're going, oh, God, and you got to go from one, you got to go all the way to the front of the store, and then walk all the way to the back of the store looking left and right down each aisle to see if you can keep your find their asses and you're walking i one that's not no they're not there not there not there not no they're not now three they're not in four not in five not in six not in seven not in 27 oh god i gotta go back you turn around and you do that again and again and again and you look like a damn one of those damn uh you know those those uh soldiers that they have in the christmas pageants where you walk back and forth and that kind of crap you look like that and then you finally find their ass and you're out of breath and they're going what's, what's wrong with you why are you out of breath because i ran the length of the store 27 times I'm to try to find you. Why didn't you just ask them at the front desk in the pages? Because you barely pay attention to me when I'm standing next to you. What did you just say? See what I mean? <laughs> Back to the dollar store. So she gets from the front of the store all the way to where I am in like four seconds. And she's standing. And why was I that close to the mic? Mike, because that's how close she was to my face. And sometimes you can tell when a person genuinely is asking you if they can help you because that's the way they do things in the store. And you also get the feeling that you can tell when somebody's asking, can I help you because I want to monitor you because you might be stealing some stuff. The same way a lady knows when a guy asks accidentally looks at her breast and when a guy is in his mind putting whipped cream on her nipples and going blah, 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 in his mind between her breasts or buttocks cheeks you know ladies the difference between a guy that casually glances at your breasts because they just happen to be part of you and someone who's in his mind slurping on them things you know the difference and as a guy like me i know the difference between somebody asking me if i could they can help me and someone trying to find out if i'm stealing crap i know the difference yes i do but it always amazes me. I'm sitting there going, you know, I, I actually let her help me find some things. And then I stopped looking around the store because I'm not going to go back to the store. If you're going to treat me with disrespect, you don't deserve my money, damn it. And if you really think about it, your store is dollar plus more or dollar plus whatever, whatever the hell the name that crap was. 
your store, everything in your store is at impulse buy prices. And if you have a store where everything in the store is at impulse buy prices, it would behoove you to make your store as open and fun to be in or as friendly as possible because people will then begin to come on a regular basis and buy things. Haven't you ever gone to a store? Maybe there's a couple of stores, but you like the person in the store that's a couple of blocks further. So you drive to that store because you like the guy behind the counter. You like the manager. You like the people that work there. You like the atmosphere in the store and you don't want to go to the store. People follow you around like you like you're training, like they caught you training for some damn terrorist crap. But they think you're going to steal stuff. Of course you do. And that's even more important at a corner store and more important at a dollar store and more important at a dollar plus store. If you go to a store in the hood, you'll see this all the time. Yo, man, um, let me get, uh, let me get that black and mild right there. You know, let me get that, uh, yeah, let me get, um, let me get a size five, uh, white t-shirt. You know what I mean, um, let me get a couple of Lucy's, loose cigarettes. That's what loose cigarettes. Yeah, let me get a couple of those, you know, and, uh, yo, man, let me owe you five cents. And the guy behind the counter will go, all right. And usually those guys will come back and bring back the five cents. You'll see him. You come back to the store the next day. Yo, man, that'll be a $2.25. Yo, man, take two thirty because I owe you a nickel. Now, that nickel was not going to make or break the store. He could have said, no, I am not letting you walk out because you were one nickel short on these products. And what's going to happen? The guy is going to get pissed off. And not come back. You got to give them an opportunity to see whether they're actually going to take advantage of you first. Because if you give them that little bit of a nicety, if you give them that little bit of respect, they will remember that stuff. They'll be outside going, you know, that dude's cool. That dude's cool. They, you want that. But now I'm never going to go back to that place again. And I'm the kind of, I can afford to buy that stuff. I mean, it's just a dollar store. But I'm the kind of person that if I liked them, I would be in there damn near every day buying something. Why? Because they were nice to me and I got the money. Why not? I mean, did they really think I was going to steal something from a dollar store with products that are pretty inferior to begin with? Older food in the refrigerator, you know, products that are probably only 75 percent as strong as they were when they were manufactured 12 years ago. Well, they're right. <laughs> you didn't really think I bought the mighty Toyota Camry with comedy money, did you? No. I let him, I'm going to let everybody in my podcast audience know about my mastermind plot. It's almost over. My world domination is about to begin. I started at the dollar stores and the dollar plus stores. I went inside there and very, very casually, I would steal things on a daily basis. But I wouldn't just do it at one dollar store. No, I spread it out to many, many dollar stores. That's right. Sixteen or seventeen thousand dollar stores. And then I undercut the price of the dollar stores by selling everything at 50 cents. Yeah, that's right. And then I put the money together and I bought the mighty Toyota Camry. <laughs> you don't think someone would get that kind of luxurious vehicle with a regular nine to five job, did you? No, of course not, you dumb bastards. But that's not the beginning. It's only the beginning of my plan. Because I've since moved on to five below stores. That's right. I walk into five below stores. I found thousands of them. And I'm going to walk into each store and I'm going to take one item. Five dollars. But I'm going to sell those items for three dollars. Maybe even two fifty if I'm feeling generous. And if the person that is buying my ill-gotten gains strikes my fancy. Or is someone I find to be pleasant or nice. 
<laughs> I'm going to walk out of the store and I'm going to take shoes and put them in my buttocks. Well, not actually in my buttocks, but in the back of my pants. And if someone stops me when I'm walking out of the store, I'm going to use my incredible charisma and on-the-spot improvisational skills to shut them down. Sir, you seem to have some shoes shoe-shaped marks in the buttocks of your pants are you walking out of here stealing shoes i am not stealing shoes ma'am do you know how hard it is to get to my age dealing with the ridicule and scorn of people such as yourself you know what it's like to walk in the stores and have people accusing you of taking shoes and putting one shoe in the buttocks section of your pants and walking out of the store don't you realize how hard it is to be me and suffer from shoe buttocks disease a disease where part of your buttocks cheek is shaped like a small shoe. It's an amazing and rare disease. You know what it's like to walk down the street and have people go, Hey man, you got shoes in your ass and your pants. And I have to stop and go, sir, I will not listen to this ridicule. Don't you realize that there are five or six people in the world with my, okay, four people, one dude got hit by a bus, but four people in the world that have shoe buttocks disease. You know what it's like when you're laying on the beach and someone walks up beside you and tries to put the foot in the shoes on your buttocks, thinking they're stealing shoes, only to find out it's actually a malformed buttocks cheek in the shape of a shoe. And now I walk down the street and I get ridiculed by people like you, small-minded people like you. Listen, lady. I'm going to walk out of this store right now and you will stop looking at my malformed buttocks cheeks shaped like shoes. And if you say one thing, if you bother me, if you stop me, I will have my lawyer down here in the channel 10 or 5 or 6 news or whatever the number is in this particular city. And I will have you shut down. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't really, I really didn't realize you had shoe buttocks disease. I, you know, as it turns out, I have a relative, then they have shoe buttocks disease too. You got a relative with shoe buttocks disease? Really? Seriously? Um, no, I was just trying to relate and stop the lawsuit. Don't worry about the lawsuit. I won't sue. You didn't know any better. By the way, just so you know, one of the side effects to the medicines that you have to take for shoe buttocks disease is also you have a, a disease that, that makes it look like I'm going to be stealing cups the same way tomorrow. Uh, but, but it's really not cups shoved in the back of my pants. It's actually the, the side effect of the shoe disease gives you $5 cup buttocks disease. That's one of the other things that happens with it as well. And then there's a, you know, and there's also, um, a bag of clothes disease. So if you see any of those things, uh, happening, it's, it's not any kind of shoplifting. It's actually just, um, <clears throat> side effects of the medicine. And then once that mastermind plot is formed, I will move from five below to any kind of store that sells $10 products. <laughs> That's right, dollar store lady. You can't stop me. Okay, none of that would happen. But you get the point. Why are you following somebody around thinking they're going to steal something from a dollar store? You know, dude, really is all I was thinking. You got to be kidding me. And it's really it's really frustrating. Because like I said, you know, you, you figure after a certain age, you kind of move past that. But then I realize it, just, it has nothing to do with age. It has something to do with the weirdness and the mindset of the people, you know. It's the same thing with cars. I haven't been pulled over by a police officer in a long period of time because I have a little bit of white hair on my face. A little bit. Shut up. Uh, so 
<laughs> right? So, you know how many times I've actually been pulled over by a police officer and they come up now and, and the guy, you know, it was like a neighborhood where the police were really like a, uh, just harassing people. And I, when I was younger, it happened all the time and I kind of expected it. You know, it's a bad thing to say, but I expected it. That was when I was living in Los Angeles. It was like every five, woo, I, I, license registration, yeah. But now they pull you over and I'm, and I'm literally looking at it I'm like, well, I, I'm, I know damn well I stopped at every stop sign. I know damn well I was not speeding. Why is this guy pulling me over? And I'm not going to mouth off to the guy because they have guns and I don't. But what happens is the guy, well, I'll roll down the window. The guy will look in the window, see me and realize that I'm a, an older guy. Not old, but older. Not, you know, shut up. And the guy goes, oh, sorry, sir. You know, sometimes these kids drive around and these hoopties. And I'm looking at him going, hoopty. First of all, why are you using slang from before you were born? And second, this is the mighty Toyota Camry. Well, I didn't mean to say that. I'm just saying it. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, wait a second. You look kind of familiar, bruh. I do. Yeah, there was a, we had, we got this all points bulletin for some dude who was pretending to have shoe buttocks disease that was taking stuff from five belows. And I do. Oh, that was not me, officer. That was uh, somebody else. It definitely wasn't me. Yeah, he was also, uh, wait, come here for a minute. Let me, could you stay, sir, what is this in your back of your pants? Yeah, I have a new disease. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's not shoe buttocks disease. Uh, it's, uh, a disease called television in each ass cheek disease. It's a, I, I, I need to call a lawyer, don't I? <laughs> but that was just a weird thing, man. You know, to be followed around a dollar store at my age. I just, I was just, I was really just kind of shocked by it. I didn't even see it coming. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not going back to that store anymore. It was a straight up dude, really type situation. But you really just are just completely stunned and shocked that someone would be that stupid. And I think about the amount of money I would have spent in that store per month. Let's see if your store survives without the big $11 a month I would have spent in it. Yeah, that's right. Let's see you pay for your kids college now. Dollar plus store lady. <laughs> that's right. You'll never get these $11 a month. It'll never happen. That'll teach him a lesson, bastards. Segment over. All right, everybody. This has been episode number 317 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast, the Bastard Army favorite episode. Uh, this podcast can be heard on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker Radio, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and the home base is Podbean. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and Search for S. Anthony Says. Please subscribe to that channel. I'm on Instagram, of course, at S. Anthony Thomas. Facebook, you can go to Facebook and uh, look for S. Anthony Says. You'll see my verified page. And I'm on Twitter in two places, at S. Anthony Thomas for me and at S. Anthony Says for the show. Uh, the email, even though I know, believe me, the fact that I know you know a lot of the email because that's basically the reason for this episode. But for those of you that don't, <laughs> I only have one and it's talk to s anthony at gmail.com. T A L K T O S A N T H O N Y at gmail, G M A I L dot com. So it's talk to s anthony at gmail.com. Folks, much love to you next week. All new episode, as I usually do 99.9% of the time. But of course, you wanted this, so you got it. Don't ask for nudity, because I'm not in shape yet.
But if you ask good enough, I'm, never mind, never mind. That, that's embarrassing. <laughs> F y'all. See you next week. I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I wanted you to do it with me on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.